0: This is the What If I Told You Podcast, a show that is pleased to bring you spooky season 2022. It is officially the best time of the year.
1: It's the best time of the year.
0: Yeah, I'm wearing a beanie today, even though the high is like fucking 82. But it's that time in the Midwest where it's 48 in the morning and then it reaches 80 by 3 p.m.
1: Mm-hmm. the pendulum be swinging
0: yeah i don't like it
1: um but also at this time of year the 80 degrees doesn't feel as hot anymore somehow
0: it's because it's a mindset
1: It it's a mindset you're yeah right, that's true
0: you're holding on to what it felt like that morning and you're like this is okay because is... i know it's gonna cool down again yeah so it, is, it was fucking cold in my house this morning. I woke yeah. up and my thermostat said it was like 64. And I was yeah.
1: like, yes. Yeah, that's how it's been in this house the last several days, actually. I love it. It's perfect.
0: Love it. Um, please check out our TikTok and Instagram and send us an email at whatifitoldyoupodcasts at gmail.com. We have no Chips Corner other than He might have found a haunted house. Or a house with a dead body in it. Yep. But he wouldn't go inside to check, so...
1: Is it The Exorcist that has all the flies, or is that Amityville Horror that has all the flies? One of those two movies had a... Like, there was a whole part where there's a shit ton of flies on one side of the house.
0: It's been a long time since I've seen either of those i think the last time i watched well any adaptation of the amityville horror it's probably been a decade Mm,
1: it's been a long time since i've seen either of those films as well so i'm picturing like the scene i'm picturing is would definitely be the old version Mm Mm-hmm. And of either film, because I don't think they remade The Exorcist, though. Have they? They've done like sequels, but not remade the original. I don't think. Fuck.
0: My phone wasn't on silent. Now I'm gonna have to edit that shit out. Get it together. Um. Anyways, I don't know what way. we were saying. Oh,
1: the scene of the film. Yeah. It's so what I'm picturing is there's a scene where the priest who's there to expel the demons is in the bathroom and
0: there's just a whole bunch of flies has to be the exorcist. Yeah. Someone listening, tell us so we don't have to rewatch both of them just for an answer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Please tell me. I I'm seeing the scene specifically in my brain. There's a bathroom, there's a window like by the toilet and there's flies.
0: I mean, really could be either.
1: Could be either. I, t- I just don't know. But it that's what Chip being
0: at the house with the flies made me think of. That scene in particular. House with the flies sounds like a scary movie title.
1: Uh yeah. Well, we said it you, on this podcast, so that's intellectual property now, so yeah. no one can steal it. No. So if any movie comes out in the near future that is called House of Flies, House of the Flies, we are going to sue. (laughs) You can still make the film, but we want an executive producer credit.
0: Yeah, we will uh, be needing that loyalty check.
1: That's right. Keep the checks coming. Mm -hmm.
0: Or you will be hearing from our attorney. That's right. Once we get one.
1: We know several. We know several. It'll be fine.
0: We better get to this so we're not recording for fucking three hours.
1: Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, For the month of October, we're replacing our regular food nook with the spooky nook. So I think we kind of already did that with our Exorcist in Evil Horror. Yeah. And the flies. There's that. So there you go. Um. So we will be releasing two episodes every week for the month of October. But are welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. We're doing this for you. Um, but if that's still not enough, we have our spooky season episodes from last year as well. Right. That you can go back and listen to. I don't know which ones those are. I'll be straight up honest with you.
0: Uh, No. I don't. No. Because all of our shit is
1: spooky. <laughs> it's all fucking so, weird. So um, I recommended Cropsey, The Bunny Man Bridge, Zombies. Ed Gein, Roland Doe. I don't know. I don't. I think some of those were spooky season episodes. Like maybe Cropsy, La Llorona. La Llorona, I do believe, was spooky season. But I don't remember. I know Ed Geen was not, and I don't think the Exorcism of Roland Doe was either.
0: No. But they're spooky, so listen to them. Yeah. I mean,
1: they're. Just pick one and listen. I
0: could scroll and look. Nah,
1: it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they can find whichever
0: one strikes their fancy. It will be fine. So, starting, well, for you guys today, we'll have episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays for each month, each week of this month. So, eight episodes in total for October. Yes. Don't get used to it. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. I don't know. Yeah, we're pretty fucking busy, and now we're down a computer. <laughs> oh shit!
1: Good thing old Lappy here. Yeah, she's, fuck.
0: She's she's fucking like eleven years old. Well, I mean, she. I like, I you know you know what they say about older women. Yeah, reliable and there when you need them. <laughs> no (laughs) (laughs) oh um so to kick off spooky season today we're talking about vampires yep and we're not talking about your fucking twinkly vampires from twilight
1: there is a twilight
0: rant in here well of course there is (laughs) we'll try to keep that short Because we got a 15-pager today, folks.
1: You know, a lot of our recent episodes have been 15 pages. So, I mean, look, I spent a lot of time on the etymology of the word. Great. Which people probably don't care about, (laughs) but I care about.
0: We're here all day, folks. Yep. I'm ready, though. Okay.
1: This one was... An absolute joy to write, by the way. Of course, it's vampires. You know, I think this one and the zombie one, very neck and neck for my favorite one.
0: I'm going to let you do the etymology of the word vampire, because I'm not pronouncing any of that shit. You're, I took out the hardest ones, by the way. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. So, you're probably wondering, what exactly is a vampire? I
1: hope not. <laughs> if you are, then... Seek professional help because that seems like yeah that seems weird to I me. I
0: don't I don't feel like you'd be here if you didn't know.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't trust you.
0: No, if you don't like vampires, get the fuck out.
1: That's right. Come on.
0: So essentially, uh, vampires are mythological creatures that have a lot of origins in folklore. These creatures subsist by feeding on the vital essence of living humans, usually in the form of blood, but. Some stories also imply that they can suck the life <laughs> from humans <laughs> in other ways. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I,
1: gave the, I gave the explanation.
0: Yeah. So think about the way Dementors the suck the happiness out of people.
1: Right. It, instead of actually physically feeding on the person they can just draw it out of you you know
0: inhale deeply type situation yes they can (laughs)
1: smell it out of you
0: oh my god i'm done i'm leaving (laughs) i'm taking lappy and editing what we have so far
1: (laughs) you know what that is tip-top 11 minutes
0: of content (laughs) 11 minutes is plenty. (laughs) We explained what a vampire is and now we're done. We're done. Happy spooky season. (laughs) Uh, Also, I do sound like I have been smoking Marlboro Reds for 60 years today because my allergies are fucked. So when I laugh, don't be alarmed that I'm going to pass out because it's bad. So vampires, or vampiric entities, have been recorded by cultures on every continent throughout history. And much like the witch hysteria, there were mass panics that resulted in the exhumation of the deceased to drive stakes through their hearts so they wouldn't come back as vampires. That's intense.
1: That's intense. I mean, it's not doesn't quite reach the level of the witch hysteria because they burned those people alive. Right. And these people were already dead. Yeah. So it seems like a little less um genocidal
0: <laughs> a little yeah.
1: But it's still like really it's really fucked. weird. Yeah.
0: So what most of us know is the vampire is the creature that looks human, but has the pointy teeth and, you know, the pale skin and they don't have a reflection in the mirror. Um, But many also picture them in like, you know, the high neck cloaks that turn into bats and shit. Yeah. Which is my favorite.
1: I agree. I feel like if you're a vampire, dress the part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in uh, Sims 4 the vampire pack they turn into bats
1: yeah i mean and they
0: sleep in coffins mm -hmm. i need you i need you to dress for the dress for the job right yeah dress dress for the job that you want yeah and that is vampire yeah yeah um so like i just said oftentimes they sleep in coffins they hang upside like little bats um upside down. I left the word down out of that, but I think everyone knew what I meant. Yeah. They are also immortal in the sense that they live for hundreds of years and can only be killed by, you know, in very few ways such as a stake through the heart Mm -hmm. which I think has to be wooden. I think it does have to be a wooden stake. Yeah. And uh, Maddie's gonna pop off with the etymology of the word vampire. um, So Go ahead and skip forward a couple (laughs) minutes if you want. Um, But I just saw the words thrust violently, so I would like to hear this. Of
1: course. Etymology is... Well, okay. Never mind. I'm not going to say it's super interesting because most people probably don't think so.
0: Yeah. Bear with us, folks.
1: So the word vampire first appeared in English in 1732 and news reports about vampire epidemics in eastern europe. So obviously eastern europe were, you know, duh, like the Russia area, Transylvania's over there, your Slovakia's, your Czech Republic's, right? And all of those places. Um, so after Austria gained control of northern Serbia and Ultenia in the treaty of the Passarowitz In 1718, officials noted the local practice of exhuming bodies and, quote, killing vampires. These reports, between 1725 and 1732, received widespread publicity, which makes sense. Right. The English term was derived from possibly the French, Vampire, or the German, Vampire. (laughs) i love it super german i'm german so i get to say that um and in turn derived in the early 18th century from the the serbian word vampir which is v-a-m-p-i-r so they really just left off the e, and that's the only difference the serbian form parallels in virtually all slavic languages so We're talking Bulgarian, Macedonian, Bosnian, Croatian, Czech, and Slovak. So we've got many variations, most of which are much the same. The vampire of the Serbian phrase. But the Slovakian phrase was upir. U-P-I-R. Or the Polish, wapirs. Hmm. So, there you go. Um, Then you have a different... The semi-different, more Slo- of the Slovakian path for the Ukrainian, the Russian, and the Belarusian, which is upyr, U-P-Y-R. Many of the languages borrowed forms subsequently from the West, which is more of like the England-France area, which would be the vampire. Right. Um, The exact etymology is not really clear because all of these phrases are coming out at essentially the same time. Because it's the continent of Europe. They're very close together. It's smaller than the U.S. essentially. So all of those countries are essentially, like, states. So it's not surprising that they all kind of came up at the same time. Yeah. But... Um, the the Albanian words are lufgat and tamfer, and they're used, and they're derived from the Gag Albanian words de ham, which is tooth, and pier, which is to drink. So that's very on the nose. Yeah. Another less widespread theory is that the Slavic languages borrowed the term from a Turkic term for witch, which is yibir, U B Y R. Although the first folk legends about it were recorded only at the end of the 18th century, which would have been late 1700s. So that's after all of the other terms surface. So yeah. that doesn't seem likely. No. You can't come after, but be the one to be borrowed from. Yeah. That doesn't work that way. A Czech linguist, Václav Machek, proposes that the Slavic verb vrepit sa, which means stick to or thrust into, or its hypothetical anagram parrot sa, in Czech, which is the archaic verb meaning to thrust violently... (laughs) (laughs) Could be an etymological background and thus translates you peer as, quote, someone who thrusts (laughs) and bites. bites.
0: (laughs) Sounds like a good time. I mean, I don't
1: don't know. I don't know. Sounds like it. That's the title of an adult film. Yeah. A Halloween themed adult film. Someone who thrusts and bites. (laughs) Called it. That's ours, too. Intellectual property. And the early use of the old Russian word is the anti-pagan... In the anti-pagan treatise, the word of St. Gregory, dated between the 11th and 13th centuries, uh, where pagan worship of the Upiri is reported. So
0: That is so badass. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you know, it could have... This old Russian word is the oldest of all the other words in this etymology. So it could have
0: just come from the old Russian word for you, Piri. Could have. So. Well, now that we all know that, uh, <laughs> let that all sink in. We're now going to talk about how the legend of vampires began. The concept of vampirism. Um, or an entity that sucks the life from the living has existed since ancient times but the term vampire wasn't used to describe them usually these entities were referred to as demons or spirits and almost every nation has associated blood drinking with some kind of revenant or demon um, from the ghouls of arabia
1: ghouls we had ghouls come up in zombies too yeah
0: uh, to, Protect your
1: kids and your coins, people. For
0: fuck's sake. <laughs> to the goddess Sekhmet of Egypt. And indeed, some of these legends could have given rise to the European folklore, though they are not strictly considered vampires by historians when using today's definitions. So, we're going to start off with Mesopotamia. Hell Yeah. Many cultures in ancient Mesopotamia had stories involving blood-drinking demons. The Persians were one of the first civilizations thought to have tales of such monsters um, attempting to drink blood from men. And these are depicted on excavated pottery shards.
1: That's fucking cool.
0: Why don't we do shit like that anymore? I don't know. We're just lame. We're so much more lame. I'm going to start buying... Pottery and depicting life on
1: them. Yeah. Like today. Yeah. You're just going to like draw pictures of you sitting at your desk typing
0: <laughs> and just like bury them in my backyard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd be, that's really playing the long game there. It is.
0: It is. Ancient Babylonia had tales of the mythical Lilitu. Um, which is synonymous with and giving rise to Lilith, which we all know who that is, and her daughter's... The Lilu, The Lilu from Hebrew demonology. Lilith was considered a demon and was often depicted as subsisting on the blood of babies. The legend of Lilith was originally included in some traditional Jewish texts. According to the medieval folk traditions, she was considered to be Adam's first wife before Eve. I bet y'all didn't know that. Now you do. Now you do. In these texts, Lilith left Adam to become the queen of the demons. Of course she did. Certainly. She actually refused to be Adam's subordinate and thus was banished from Eden by God himself. And I mean, you're,
1: you're important. Yeah. When God himself is coming to smite you and not like sending a lackey, like,
0: come on. That's true. Much like the Greek Striga would prey on young babies and their mothers at night, as well as males, because Hebrew law absolutely forbade the eating of human flesh, as it should, (laughs) or the drinking of any type of blood. Uh, Lilith's blood drinking was described as exceptionally evil. To ward off attacks from Lilith, parents used to hang amulets around their child's cradles. There you go. An alternate version of the Lilith-Lalitu legend originally arose from the region of Sumer. She was described as a beautiful maiden who was infertile. She was said to be a harlot and a vampire who would choose a lover and never let him go. Uh, she was described as being an anthropomorphic, bird-footed, wind, or night demon who lived off the blood of babies and their mothers. That's fucking creepy
1: yeah an anthropomorphic creature is like uh more than one creature okay so it's like an amalgamation of you know like a centaur would be considered an anthropomorphic
0: creature. Gotcha. didn't yeah. know that um lamash is another demon and is historically older than the figure of lilith um lamash too is can is called the malicious daughter of heaven and is depicted as being a terrifying, blood-sucking creature with a lion's head and a donkey's body.
1: So, why?
0: I don't feel like that's really scary. No, just I feel stupid. like,
1: I feel like the lion is, like, a ferocious, it, it is fear-invoking, and then you just have a donkey?
0: Right. That's weird.
1: But why, though?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like Lilith, uh, Lamashu preyed on newborns and their mothers, she is said to stalk pregnant women and snatch the babies as soon as they were born. It's pretty fucked.
1: I feel like the people who are making these stories up really hate women. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Um, so now we're going to travel on to ancient Greece. Ancient Greek mythology has many precursors to the modern vampire, although none of them were actually considered the undead like vampires kind of are. Yeah. So first is Ampusa. She was the daughter of goddess Hecate and described as a demonic bronze footed creature. She feasted on blood by transforming into a young woman to seduce men and drink their blood. So that's some... here we here we go again. Yeah. You know what? It's because these dudes probably mistreated her she probably just put up with some shit some shit some shit and then she's like you know what fuck it i'm drinking your blood now yeah like there's no other choice yeah hey stop acting so out of pocket if you fuck around you find out that's right <laughs> that's right and now now you're now you've been drained sorry yeah the next is lamia she was the daughter of king belus and a secret lover of none other than zeus of course. Of course it's Zeus, the fucking playboy of them all, out here being a fuckboy. And his wife Hera is just simply not having it. She's like, uh uh Of course not. Of course not. But instead of taking out her anger on Zeus, instead, she, when she discovered the affair, she decided to kill all of Lemia's children. That's Hera. One.
0: That's one way
1: to do it. Uh, yeah. Should Lemia have been sleeping with your husband? Nah. But should you have killed all her children? Equally nah. <laughs> Maybe just give Zeus a swift kick in the ass. Yeah. And be like, hey, get it together and stop fucking around. Yeah, literally. Literally. Those are probably Zeus's kids too. Probably. That's probably why she killed him. Anyway, so <laughs> after Hera kills all of Lemia's children... Lamia, obviously, swears vengeance, as you do. And so, in order to enact her vengeance, she preyed on children as they slept in their bed. Also, again, I think we have a misdirection here. Yeah. You're not actually hurting Hera. You're just killing children. Right. This
0: is not a direct hit at mm-hmm. all.
1: Let's redirect here and point your anger in the correct direction. Right. Which is Hera the actual person who killed all your kids mm-hmm. just kill her yeah
0: yeah that would really take care of things
1: yeah vengeance enacted mm-hmm. and then so after Lamia, we have the striga which in ancient rome would be the strix the striga Preyed on children as well as adults, and were described as having the bodies of crows or birds in general. That's kind of the badass? That's pretty. Did you see my crows, by the way? I got some crows. What? <laughs> At Hobby Lobby, they had little these little like crows. Oh, <laughs> they're really cute. They're in the living room, like on the shelf. There's just um, three little crows. I'll have to look. Yeah. <laughs> I was frightened for a second. It was whenever I saw them, I couldn't not buy them because they made me think of an episode of Parks and Rec when April and Ron are at food and stuff, and he's buying beef to have a, a cheeseburger competition with Chris Traeger, mm-hmm. and April just finds these two stru- stuffed crows. And he puts the beef on the counter, and she drops the crows on the beef, and the cashier is just like, anything else? And he's like, nope, just the crows and the beef. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me laugh every time, because he doesn't blink an eye at all that April just found two stuffed crows. So. I love it. So now I have crows. Anyway, so the Striga has a body of crows or birds, and it was incorporated Into the ancient Roman mythology as the Strix, as a nocturnal bird that feeds on the flesh and blood of humans. That's, I fucking like that. That's metal as fuck. That's, (laughs) that is really death metal. I think you could have a death metal band just called the Striga.
0: Bruh. We're just
1: popping them off today.
0: (laughs) No one can hear this episode.
1: (laughs) We're giving away our golden ideas. God damn. (laughs) Okay, so Greek vampiric entities are seen once again in Homer's epic, The Odyssey. In Homer's tale, the undead are too insubstantial to be heard by the living, and they can't communicate with the living without drinking their blood first. So it kind of gives life to the undead. I mean... Sure. Yeah. And in the epic, when Odysseus journeys into Hades, he was made to sacrifice a black ram and a black Eu. I think that is a bird. That's, uh, we'll go with that. But I also don't know. So that the shades there could drink it, drink its blood, and then communicate. So Hades is like, hey, you gotta sacrifice some shit to my my undead friends,
0: and you, Yui, Yui. Uh, oh, it's you. That's how you say it. it. Is a female sheep.
1: I've literally never heard of that, but it makes sense because
0: ram is a male. Yeah. Sheep. Um. Okay. Yeah. Wow. My entire life, I have not known that. Mm-hmm. I've known ram and lamb, but you. <laughs> they arrived. <rhymed. laughs> Yeah, that's where we're at. There we are. Okay. All right. We're getting into ancient India. Hell yeah. In India, tales of Vitalis, uh, which were ghoul-like beings that inhabit corpses. Ooh. If I can hear the squeaking of this chair on this recording, I'm simply not producing this episode. (laughs) Everyone,
1: you may not ever get this
0: are found in old sanskrit folklore although most vitala legends have been compiled in the vital pancha being <laughs> <laughs> i think that's probably close i want that to be my new nickname
1: <laughs> pancha Bingshadi. that's probably it yeah
0: that sounded cool as fuck uh which is a prominent story in the, here we fucking go. <laughs> Katha, hold on. Katha Sarit Sagara? Yeah. Oh yeah, I like that too.
1: Katha Sarit Sagara. That sounds cool as shit. I wish yeah, that was that's... my name. Okay,
0: so I'm now pancha being shoddy. <laughs> <in here. laughs> here. Katha Sarita Sagara.
1: That is cool. That is
0: the shit. That is. Um tells of king fuck, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Vikramaditya
0: I think yeah Vikramaditya uh, so talks about king Vikra and his nightly quest to capture an elusive one uh, the b is described as an undead creature who like the bat associated with modern day vampirism Hangs upside down on trees found on cremation grounds and cemeteries. Mm. That's suspicious. I can't even talk. <laughs> I'm still stuck on pancho being shoddy. <laughs> it's such
1: a cool word.
0: Oh my god. Pishacha. <laughs> 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 you know that you've seen Anchorman, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel right now when he's like fucking. <laughs> <trying> <laughs> oh my god. I'm crying. My nose is so stuffy. <laughs> <laughs> all right hold on i gotta blow my nose again Ugh, everything feels like it's on fire i hate listening to people blow their nose um okay my nose is so chapped bro okay Pishacha uh is the return spirits of evildoers or those who died insane they also bear vampiric attributes. So, I mean, we're all a little insane. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind coming back as a vampire.
0: <laughs> me either. <laughs> Please don't stake me after I die.
1: Yeah, I mean, just let me do my thing.
0: For real. Like, whatever happens, happens, yeah
1: how, how sick would I look with pointed teeth? I mean, my canines are already kind of pointy.
0: Let's see. How are mine? Not pointy at all. See, yeah, we're close. Yours, yeah. you're close. I am slowly but surely
1: getting there. My bottom ones are more pointy. My bottom uh, ones are also pointy. Listen, was I a vampire in my past life? I think Did so. I get staked through the heart and then come back as just a mortal? I think so. That's some
0: bullshit, actually. Yeah, we would like uh, to redo that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck whoever staked her. Okay? For, yeah. I mean,
1: oh, God. We'll, we'll take this up with you later. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to talk about some Dru- Jewish traditions. The Hebrew word aluka literally translates to leech, which makes sense because leeches suck blood. Yeah. And it is synonymous with vampirism or vampires, as is the motet's. Dam, which is bloodsucker, the most detailed description of the Aluka appears in the Saphir Hazedim. Yeah. Hasidim. Actually, it's probably Hasidim. Where the creature is understood to be a living human being, but can shape change into a wolf. It can fly by releasing its long hair. And would eventually die if prevented from f- feeding on blood for a long enough time. Okay, well, yeah, a little malnutrition. Yeah. Once dead, a vampire can be prevented from becoming a demon by being buried with its mouth stuffed with earth. Damn. Huh. Fun fact Count Dracula shape shifted into a wolf in the novel. We will talk about that later, but Perfect. just side note. Later vampire traditions among the Jewish people of Central Europe, after the Jewish exile, in particular, their uh, interpretation of Lilith arose around this time. So in common with vampires, this version of Lilith was held to be able to transform herself into an animal, usually a cat, and charm her victims into believing that she was a benevolent or irresistible being. However, she and her daughters usually would strangle rather than drain their victims. And in the Kabbalah, she retains many attributes found in vampires. Hmm. So Lilith, she's probably the first vampire. I'd say so. Sounds like it. In the late 17th or early 18th century, a Kabbalah document found in one of the Ritman Library... Library's copies of Jean de Pauli's translation of the Zohar. The text contains two amulets, one for male Laza Kahar, and the other for a female Lana Kavah. The invocations on the amulets, amulets mention Adam, Eve, and Lilith. Shavah Rishanana, Rishana, yeah, Kavah Rishana, and the angels. Senoy, Sansinoy, and Smangeluf. I did not mean to say and. We have two more. Uh, Shmariel and Hasidel. These are all angels. And they were on the amulets. A few lines in Yiddish are shown as dialogue between the prophet Elijah and Lilith, in which she has become, she has come with a host of demons to kill the mother and take her newborn and to drink her blood, suck her bones, and eat her flesh. God damn. Damn, Lilith. She informs Elijah that she will lose power if someone uses her secret names, which she reveals at the end.
0: Okay. Why? Tell him? Right.
1: Okay. Other Jewish stories depict vampires in a more traditional way. In The Kiss of Death, the daughter of the demon king, Ashmode snatches the breath of a man who has betrayed her strongly reminiscent of a fatal kiss of a vampire a rare story found in the zephyr hasidim no hasidim tells of an old vampire named austria who uses her hair to drain the blood of her victims A similar tale from the same book describes staking a witch through the heart to ensure she does not come back from the dead to haunt her enemies. Damn. Okay. Cool. Uh, Now
0: we're on variations by region.
1: These are more modern variations as opposed
0: to the ancient ones we just talked about. Right. So, uh, first up, Europe. 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 Folklore reported from Southeastern Europe and Transylvania in the 18th century were the basis of the vampire legend that would later be spread across Germany and England. Because when you think vampires, you think Transylvania.
1: Of course. What is the... Uh, what's that Disney movie?
0: Tra- Hotel Transylvania. Ugh.
1: Yeah, I watched that with one of my nieces and
0: nephews. I It's cute. It's
1: super cute.
0: Yeah, well, because Adam Sandler voices the... Does he really? Yeah. That's Adam Sandler, the main vampire. The dad? Yeah. That's cute. Jameson used to do that thing all the time uh, where he would say, blah, blah, (laughs) blah. So cute. (laughs) Um, All right. Albania. There are some vampire creatures in Albanian mythology. They include Striga and Damphir. Striga. Is a vampiric witch in traditional Albanian folklore that sucks the blood of infants at night while they sleep. Why does everyone hate babies?
1: For real. Fuck. they just be out here just sucking the life out of babies. Yeah,
0: these kids did not ask to be here. Yeah. They're just getting the short end of the fucking stick. Exactly. Um, and then it turns into a flying insect, traditionally a moth, fly, or a bee.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. Moths? But bees? Bees are out here to save the earth. I know.
0: I love bees. And only the Striga herself could cure those that she had drained. You think she's out here doing that? Probably not. Nah, for sure. Um, Striga is often pictured as a woman with a hateful stare. RBF, if you will. <laughs> Sometimes wearing a cape and a horribly disfigured face. Okay. That's... We're taking it too far. Yeah. The male noun for striga is strigu or strigan, and Edith Durham recorded several methods traditionally considered effective for defending oneself from striga. A cross could be made of pig bones and be placed at the entrance of a church on Easter Sunday. (laughs) Okay. Why
1: specifically Easter Sunday? Is that the only day? I guess. All the other days, it's just the purge, everyone for the taking, but <laughs> yeah. not on Easter. <laughs>
0: um, and this would render any Striga inside unable to leave.
1: Oh, so they would trap him in there.
0: Yeah. Uh, they could have been captured and killed at the threshold as they vainly attempted to pass. She further recorded the story that after draining blood from a victim, the Striga would generally go off into the woods and regurgitate it. Okay. If a silver coin... Were to be soaked in that blood and wrapped in cloth, it would become an amulet offering permanent protection from any Striga. Huh. Okay. How are people finding this out?
1: Yeah, is this like trial and error? I think so. Edith, what is your life like? Yeah, you're just out here. Like, I wonder what ha- will happen if I dip this coin into that blood and then put it in a cloth. Yeah, and wear it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Um, okay, so Romania. Romanian vampires are known as the morai. Morwa. I don't know. From the Romanian word mort, meaning dead, or the Slavic word meaning nightmare. So mort also means dead or death in uh,
0: French. It's a Latin-based word. I want to name something mort.
1: Mort? Yeah. Yeah. In my, in process, witch novel, the main character is Morta. Oh, Because she's oh, yeah. a death witch. I told you. You told yeah. me about that. I think Morta is a cool last name, but it does mean death. Well, that's cool. You know, maybe I'll name my human kid Morta. And I'm like, oh, what does your name mean? It's so cute. It means
0: death. And then it's just going to go around at fucking preschool, like, punching everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the biter of the group. <laughs>
1: uh I gotta go to the school again. Mort has been biting everyone. <laughs> That's so funny. That's some good shit. Um, so we have the I think it's probably more wah because it the OI. Is not oi like it is here. Oi! Oi! <laughs> and then we have the Strigwa, with the latter classified as either living or dead, while the Strigwa were considered as living witches with two hearts or souls, sometimes both.
0: Damn. Ooh,
1: okay. The Strigwa were said to have the ability to send out their souls at night to meet with other Strigwa and consume the blood of livestock and their neighbors. Huh. Similarly, dead Strigwa were considered as reanimated corpses that also sucked blood and attacked their living family. All right. Live Strigwa became revenants after their death, but there were also many other ways a person could become a vampire. A person born with a call or an extra nipple... (laughs) (laughs) a tail or extra hair was doomed to become a vampire what do they mean
0: by extra hair yeah there's no way to like gauge that really because i was born with like hair on my ears still yeah i mean
1: so does that mean that i am going to be a vampire after i die probably okay cool let's uh let's make that happen um the same fate applied to the seventh child in any family if all of his or her previous siblings were of the same sex, as well as someone born too early or someone whose mother had encountered a black cat crossing her path. There's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. If a pregnant woman did not eat salt or was looked upon by a vampire or a witch, her child would also become a vampire.
0: So at this point there's almost no way of of not being a vampire.
1: Yeah, it it seems like it does not matter what you do. No. Somehow you're probably going to be a vampire at some point. Yeah. So. Um so too would a child born out of wedlock.
0: Okay. Well, that explains right. my kids being fucking weirdos. It does.
1: Um, others who were at risk of becoming vampires were those who died an unnatural death or died without being baptized. Finally, a person (laughs) with red hair and blue eyes (laughs) was seen as a potential strigua. Of course gingers
0: are strigua. Yeah,
1: yeah. Here we are. The ginger, the ginger panic (laughs) is based in vampire lore. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: I gotta tell Dallas, because he's a ging. Well, does he have blue eyes? No, they're
0: brown. I think he's
1: safe, then. You think he's safe? Yeah. Is he, like, a halfie? Could be. Like, half... Isn't there a word for that? A halfling?
0: Yeah, another word.
1: I don't know. Fuck. Halfling is just what came to my mind, because I was watching True Blood um. earlier this week, and they call them halflings. But, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to tell Dallas that he's at- he's at least got some... Vampire happening. Right. Because the red hair. Okay, so another type of Romanian vampire is the, the Precolisi. These types are humans born with a tail and they can shape shift like a werewolf but have control over their transformation. Their entire power is kept in their tail. <laughs> <laughs> in undeath, the Precolisi remain in their wolf form. Romanian vampires were said to bite their victims over the heart or between the eyes, and sudden death could indicate the presence of a vampire. Graves were often open five to seven years after burial and the corpse checked for vampirism before being washed and reburied. Why do they wash them?
0: Uh, I don't know, man. Hmm. I guess being dead for seven years, you probably need a bath. But, I mean, it's just bones at that point, right? I mean, they're not- like. The- I mean, I would like to have my bones washed after I die.
1: You know what? You're right. I'm going to commission someone to do that. I'm going to put it in my will. Seven years at post mortem. I need someone to dig me up and wash my bones.
0: <laughs> God damn. Ooh. Okay. All right. Slavic Europe. In South Slavic folklore, a vampire was believed to pass through several distinct stages in its development. The first 40 days were considered decisive for the making of the vampire. It started out as an invisible shadow and then gradually gained strength from the lifeblood of the living, forming a typically invisible jelly-like boneless mass and eventually building up a human-like body nearly identical to the one the person had had in life. This development allowed the creature to ultimately leave its grave and begin a new life as a human. The vampire, who was usually a male, was also sexually active and could have children, either with his widow or a new wife. These could become vampires themselves, but could also have a special ability to see and kill vampires, allowing them to become vampire hunters.
1: Weird. Can you imagine just like... A jellyfish-like thing just slithering across the ground, like attaching itself to people's feet and sucking their blood.
0: Like a flubber.
1: Like a flubber, but
0: <laughs> that sucks blood. <laughs> you couldn't get it off.
1: I mean, yeah. Does it, how does it suck your blood though? It mm-hmm. doesn't have teeth.
0: Maybe just all over teeth. <laughs>
1: all over teeth can you imagine (laughs) (laughs) it's just a blob with a bunch of teeth oh god that's gross that is horrifying i'm gonna have a dream about that later yeah probably it's gonna be terrible uh spain spain Spana. um i have spanish and portuguese heritage so here we go in Spain, there were several traditions about beings with vampiric tendencies. In Astruyas, the Goaxa is one such being, which is described as an old vampire who bites with his single tooth Ooh. and sucks the blood out of his victims. No, the single tooth is getting, I can't. That's
0: giving very crackhead energy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's giving very
0: <laughs> methy. Yes, this is a methy vamp. <laughs> Can you, know. you imagine a methed up vampire? <laughs>
1: oh, no. Okay. And then we have the Cantabria equivalent exists by the name of the Gowana. Catalonia has the legend of the dip which is an evil vampire dog. Well, we need one of those. Yeah.
0: Name Hell it Dippy. Yeah.
1: Dippy the dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What? <laughs> so, what is a vampire dog look like, though? Does it... Ha- I'm thinking,
0: like, red eyeballs? I was literally about to say that.
1: Yeah, because it already has the canines. Right, because like-
0: it's a... Canine. It's a
1: It's a <laughs> carnivore, so it has the teeth.
0: So oh, does Dippy. it just
1: look like a regular puppy with red eyeballs? I would say yes. That's what I'm going with. Can you yeah. imagine that It's like a little puppy? You're just toting it around and it's like, hey, I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. We're in Africa now. Uh, various regions of Africa have... Folkloric tales of beings with vampiric abilities. In West Africa, the Ashanti people tell of the iron-toothed and tree-dwelling Osinbosum. I
1: think so. Because there is um, an a- actually a couple species of tree in Africa that are like the Botswana. hmm So.
0: Yeah. And the yu people of the Odzi I don't know. It's A-D-Z-E, which can take the form of a firefly and it hunts children. That's kind of creepy. The Eastern Cape region of South Africa has the Impendulu, which can take the form of a large taloned bird and can summon thunder and lightning.
1: Oh, hell yeah.
0: And the (laughs) Batsilio people of Madagascar tell of the Ramanga, which is an outlaw. Or a living vampire who drinks the blood and eats the nail clippings of nobles. <laughs> cool. What
1: I thought was really interesting about the um, African tales was the iron teeth, because in the uh, the Throne of Glass series, the witches in Throne of Glass are called iron teeth witches, hmm. and they have iron teeth and nails. But they it, it's very it's give, it gives very like Wolverine because they can retract. Oh, and so they just look normal. But then when they're ready to scrap, they can like click their iron teeth down and flick out their iron nails.
0: I don't like that for some reason.
1: Oh, the iron teeth witches of those books are my absolute favorite. They are the best. So. They also have blue blood. So that's fucking cool. Anyway, so now we're going to Asia. We're almost done with the regions. So in Asia, which is rooted in older uh, folklore, the modern belief in vampires spread throughout Asia with tales of ghoulish entities from the mainland um, to vampiric beings from the islands of Southeast Asia. India also developed other vampiric legends. The Bhuta, or Preta, is the soul of a man who died an untimely death. It wanders around animating the dead bodies at night and attacking the living, much like a ghoul. <laughs> legends of female vampire-like beings who can detach parts of their upper body occur in the Philippines, Malaysia, Cambodia, and Indonesia. There are two main vampire-like creatures in the Philippines, the Tagalog mandrugo mandru- mandrugo <laughs> tagalong is a candy. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that a tagalong is candy. Yeah. So that's weird. Um, the that means bloodsucker. The be saying manana gall. manana gall there are so many ends yeah yeah it's called that means self-segmenter so that's like the detaching of the upper body yeah the mandrugo is a variety of the ashwang that takes the form of an attractive girl by day and develops wings and a long hollow thread-like tongue by night they use elongated proboscis-like tongue to suck fetuses off. Of, it says off of pregnant women, but I bet that means out of pregnant women. <laughs> <laughs> they Ooh. also prefer prefer to eat entrails.
0: Yum. Cool.
1: The phlegm and the phlegm of sick people. Oh, <laughs> uh, sick. Gross. <laughs> The Mananangal is considered as being older and beautiful and a woman capable of severing its upper torso in order to fly into the night with huge bat-like wings and prey on unsuspecting sleeping pregnant women in their homes. The tongue is used to suck up blood from a sleeping victim. I don't like the tongue part of these. No. That
0: makes it very getting a little weird yeah unsettling yeah in north america the lugaroo is an example of how a vampire belief can result from a combination of beliefs um here a mixture of french and african voodoo or voodoo as we know it the term lugaroo possibly comes from the french fuck that's definitely lugaroo lugaroo meaning werewolf, and is common in the culture of Mauritius. Yeah. However, the stories of the Lugaru are widespread through the Caribbean islands and Louisiana in the United States. I want to know from everyone listening, do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? Uh,
1: if I'm talking about the actual location, I say Caribbean.
0: Yeah, but if we're talking about the movies, if we say talking, Caribbean. That's right. <laughs> We've talked about this before. (laughs) Yeah. During the... Ow. During the late 18th and 19th centuries, there was a widespread belief in vampires in parts of New England, particularly Rhode Island and eastern Connecticut.
1: It's always... Well, no, Massachusetts. But it's always New England.
0: Yeah. There are many documented cases of families dissentering loved ones and removing their hearts in the belief that the deceased was a vampire who was responsible for the sickness and death in the family, although the term vampire was never actually used to describe the deceased. The deadly disease, tuberculosis, or consumption, as it was known at the time, was believed to be caused by nightly visitations on the part of a dead family member who had died of consumption themselves. Interesting.
1: Interesting.
0: In South America, female vampire-like monsters are the sequoient of Trinidad and the Tunda and Potasola of Colombian folklore, while the Mapuche of southern Chile, or Chile have the blood-sucking snake known as the Puechen. Aloe vera hung backwards behind or near a door was thought to ward off vampiric beings in South American superstition superstition Aztec mythology described tales of the so, hold on so wait, to teo? I think I think yes so I'm going to say it again so wait, to teo. Which were skeletal-faced spirits of those who died in childbirth, who stole children, and entered into sexual liaisons with the living, driving them mad. Cool. That is so specific.
1: Super, super specific. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's our all of the geography we have on that. We referenced a little bit that there was a kind of vampire panic in New England, Uh, In the 17th and 18th century. But there's one story in particular from the 19th century, which would have been the 1800s, that is still well known for this vampire panic. And it was recently recorded as a case of suspected vampirism Of 19-year-old Mercy Brown. She died in Exeter, Rhode Island in 1892. And her father, assisted by the family physician, removed her from her tomb two months after her death. And her heart was cut out and burnt to ashes. So her mother preceded her in death. And then her brother died not long after her. Damn. And so it was just her father left alive. So it is thought that Mercy Brown was a vampire and was the cause of death for her mother and brother. But really, they they all died of tuberculosis. Yeah. But it's still a pretty famous legend. Yeah. In New England. So much like we had the witch panic. Right. We had vampire panic and then we had the satanic panic.
0: Yeah. All very different things, but still people acting like fools. Yeah. Still people
1: needlessly persecuting innocents. Right. You know? Yeah. Modern times, when we had the satanic panic, they just put them in jail. Right. But, you know. So it seems like the vampire panic was the most chill of all the panics. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't put people
0: in jail. They didn't burn people alive. They were just like... They just fucked with them after they were dead.
1: Yeah. Really. It's giving very necro.
0: Yeah. And I didn't like the way I just said that also. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You do literature. Okay.
1: Um, obviously. Vampires were depicted in classic lit. Of course. Obviously. But there are two novels in particular that really were responsible for the Vampire as we know them today. Now, first is called The Vampire by John Polidori. And it's really the first. People don't know this one. It's pretty obscure. It's kind of, it's not really a novel. It's more like a short story. Um, But it's the first.
0: Yeah, it's fucking 200 years old. Yeah. But
1: Dracula is also from the 19th century. Yeah. So, but most people think of Dracula. When you say vampire, you think Dracula. Right. But the book was published in 1819, and it is the first publication telling the story of a vampire. I did order this. I have not actually finished reading it, but the book itself is beautiful. And it's tiny. It's actually short. It's fewer pages than this. Oh, really? It's, yeah, it's like the perfect put-in-your-bag book. It's cute. It's, I ordered the paperback because I've been into paperbacks lately. Um, Yeah, so I'll let you know how it is whenever I finish reading it. Fuck yeah. Uh, I have read Dracula by Bram Stoker. This is one we all know. It's been adapted to film over and over and over and over. Yeah. So while you've probably seen some form of Dracula in a movie, most people... Probably haven't actually read Dracula. No. Um, so it's you're it's written in your typical classic novel vernacular. It's I think it's lovely. If you of don't course. like classic lit, you're probably not gonna like it. But what's interesting about Dracula is he's a count, he lives in Transylvania, so that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. He shapeshifts into a werewolf, which in the modern vampire, you don't mix vampire and wolf. Yeah, they're like, they're fucking separate. enemies, almost. Yeah, so you have like vampire and bats, and then you have the werewolf. But in Dracula, he shapeshifted into a wolf. So. Weird. Yeah, it's a lovely book. I highly recommend. There is an audible version And I would definitely recommend listening to it if you want. I don't know.
0: It's very good. The modern depictions of vampires, of course, differ across different portrayals, um, but most share a handful of commonalities. They're usually immortal with, you know, the teeth and the superhuman strength and shit like that. Some are, in fact, harmed by the sun, while others are just simply nocturnal. There's also the weakness from silver and garlic. Stakes through the heart are the common method for killing them. Um, They're pale, and this could stem from their aversion to the sun, or that they're just undead. Yeah. So There's that. In early lore, many thought that when evil people died, they would turn if the corpse was not disposed of properly, and... That meant, like we've talked about multiple times, being stabbed through the heart with a stake. Modern vampires, however, are created when a human is bitten by a vampire or forced to drink the blood of a vampire. Right. So that's changed a lot.
1: Yeah, has indeed. Now it has nothing really to do with being evil. It's
0: no, just... you're just a vampire. You're just, not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. So as far as specific vampires from like you know pop culture we've got the count um and count dracula was actually inspired allegedly by a real person some disagree that count dracula was based on vlad the impaler some think he was it's you know whatever but vlad the impaler was a powerful man who lived in Wallachia. And he was known for fierce brutality. He really enjoyed impaling his enemies on steaks and letting them die slowly. There are also rumors that he enjoyed eating bread that had been dipped in the blood of his victims.
0: Gross. I can't imagine that that tastes so good. I can't talk about soggy bread in general, so we're done here. I'm going to throw up, literally. Cool. cool.
1: Um, some versions of this rumor claim he ate bread dipped in blood of enemies that were still in the process of dying and ate it while watching them take their last breaths. That's fucking brutal. (laughs) Mm. Uh obviously, as we said, the count lives in Transylvania. And in the novel, he begins as an old man, whenever the he's not the narrator of the story. The narrator is more of like a journalist who's there to like help the count find a new place to live. He wants to move from Transylvania to England. So the the actual protagonist narrator is interacting with Dracula. And at first he when he first meets him, he's an old man, but after he arrives in England and feeds more frequently, he becomes progressively younger and younger. And he becomes charming and he can attract more victims that way. Of course. But when he was in Transylvania, everyone in the village surrounding where his castle was knew what was up. And they were like, you know what? We're going to we're just going to avoid. Yeah. So he didn't get to actually feed on humans. And that's why he grew old. He also had three wives that were vampires and lived in his castle in Transylvania. Oh yeah, interestingly, um, he was a shapeshifter and shifted into a wolf. He had the power of mind control, and he had a distaste for garlic. But I don't; it didn't harm him. Yeah, but this could be where the garlic thing came from. It's very hard to know.
0: Um. Uh, then we have Nosferatu. It's an old German film.
1: I've never actually seen the entire film, but I have seen clips, and it,
0: no. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, Nosferatu is the name of this vampire. He has, like, weird long fingers, and he's kind of, like, hunched. Um, He looks, like, tall and shit, you know?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: He's bald and not hot.
1: Yeah. That was kind of a theme as I was writing this, gauging, like, (laughs) are they supposed to be hot or are they not? Right.
0: (laughs) Though folkloric vampires were believed to be more active at night, they were not generally considered vulnerable to sunlight in original lore. That idea was established in popular consciousness in the 1920s film, Nosferatu, in which the vampire featured is destroyed by the morning sun. Since then, the typical vampire story has sunlight as its ultimate weakness uh, meaning that any human opponents dealing with the monster who managed to survive until morning will find themselves with the advantage of the day. Excellent. So excellent.
1: Um okay, so now we have Lestat and Lewis from Interview with a Vampire. Uh These are hot. I, I think mean, they're supposed to be. Brad Pitt, hot. Tom Cruise, not, not hot. Yeah. No. <laughs> he looks like fucked in that movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um so interview with the vampire is the film it comes from the book series by Anne rice called the vampire chronicles i've not read the vampire chronicles but i might now okay. um but interview with the vampire is a classic from the 90s i actually really love this movie but dakota wouldn't watch it with me because I, he doesn't like period pieces.
0: Oh. I, I mean, I've seen it a couple times, like, way back in the day.
1: Yeah. Um, so, Tom Cruise plays Lestat, which is the villain mm-hmm. of the film. And Brad Pitt plays Lewis. And Kirsten Dunst plays the child vampire, Claudia. So, um, Brad Pitt with the long hair and the fangs. Real thumbs up from mm-hmm. us. Mm -hmm. tom cruise looks like the fucking creep who lives in your basement (laughs) hands down he always looks like a creep you know i have a real aversion to tom cruise it's because his teeth aren't centered with his face that is true it's a real issue yeah i do but also he's fucking weird yeah he's a scientology thing is and Dakota knows that I really have like a problem with Tom Cruise. And so he just, he likes to say that Tom Cruise is his favorite actor. Of course he does. <laughs> so in the movie, it's a period piece, but it's also modern because there is a journalist interviewing Lewis, hence Interview with a Vampire, mm-hmm. and he's interviewing him about his early days being a vampire. Uh Blah, blah, blah. And how Lestat turned him and then turned Claudia and Brad was pissed because he's like, hey, she's a kid. Why are you turning this little child into mm-hmm. a vampire? But then Louis is super attached to Claudia. And I think Lestat eventually kills her? I don't remember. I don't remember. It's been a really long time since I've seen it, but yeah. I do remember Kirsten Dunst looking really cute as a vampire. Oh, yeah. Um. But yeah, so fun fact, after first being turned, Lewis is averse to drinking human blood and it instead feeds on animal blood.
0: Yeah. This comes up again. Yeah. Um. The Lost Boys. Have you seen The Lost Boys? I'm trying to remember.
1: Oh, it is a fucking classic.
0: I think I have. I think I
1: It's got Kiefer Sutherland in it.
0: I think I have.
1: You probably have. It's it's a real it's one of my old faves, actually. Um Dakota and I watched it last weekend. Just because of this in particular, but it's a it's a fave.
0: Um, isn't, isn't that, isn't it based on a book?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
0: I feel like.
1: I don't know. I've never actually read the book, but it's got Corey Feldman in it and the other Corey. So.
0: Yeah. Um, well, either way, I think, I I don't know. I think so, but I don't remember any of it. Mm hmm. Um. So, in Lost Boys, it seems like once the human drinks the blood of one of the vampires, they go through changes. They start to sleep a lot, mostly during the day, um, and are averse to, but aren't harmed by the sun. Only the new
1: vampires. Once you're a fully a vampire, then you're harmed by the sun.
0: Right. So. Uh. They don't fully turn into a vampire until they have their first kill or drink human blood for the first time. This makes sense. Yeah. Um, So that means that Michael, who is the protagonist, only partially turned because he actually never drank human blood. And if the head vampire is killed, any half vampires would revert back to being a human. Um. Spoiler alert! This is what happens in the end, and Michael goes back to being a human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, this movie is almost forty years old. No. No.
1: It's
0: Thirty-five. Oh, uh, I thought almost forty. Thirty-five
1: uh, is not almost forty.
0: It's mm, close. It's just as close. It's almost two thousand twenty-three. So it's almost thirty-six years old. I'm it's a rounder.
1: I am too, and I'm rounding myself to 30. We already had this talk. I'm aging by decade
0: now. That's, well, that makes sense in this situation. Sure. Yeah.
1: Okie dokie. Now Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We're going to mash together film and show in this one section. I've never seen any of Buffy the Vampire, the show.
0: I've seen bits and pieces of it, just as I'm pretty sure my sister used to watch it when Mm. I was little.
1: Yeah. Uh, I never watched any of it, but it does kind of have a cult following. So, you know, there's that. But the movie is from the 80s, obviously. Mm-hmm. I loved the movie as when I was young. It was one of my favorites. Uh, Luke Perry is in it. So, duh. But, um, so, Buffy in the movie is just your regular old, like, high school girl. Yeah. And... She is discovered by this old man who's played by Donald Sutherland, who I love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's like, hey, you are chosen to be a vampire hunter. And she's like, nah, dude. <laughs> See ya. But then she gets attacked. And then she's like, all right. I'll 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 let you train me. So she starts training to kill vampires. And fun fact, Pee-wee Herman does play one of the vampires. So that's... Feels a little icky now. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's a super fun movie. It's not, like, groundbreaking or insane, you know. It's just fun. It's kind of like Lost Boys is the same way. They're both 80s movies, so they have that vibe, you know. Um, Yeah, super fun. The vampires aren't really, like, a huge, huge part of it. It's more about, like, Buffy yeah. You know, embracing her calling as a vampire killer. Right. But, you know, they're not like hot or they just kinda look like the humans they were before they were vampires. Yeah. But yeah, Donald Sutherland fucking killing it. Also he plays Mr. Bennett in Pride and Prejudice. And he kills Mr. Bennett. Anyway, so
0: Yeah. Um, and you know, next up is Twilight. <laughs> uh, we're just going to run through it, okay? Yeah. They sparkle in the sun. It doesn't hurt them. It's stupid. It's stupid. They're fast. They're strong. Now, the the little, the, uh, what's her last name? The Cullens mm-hmm. uh, have golden eyes because of their diet cause they feed on animals, but the other vampires in the series do have, like, red eyes because they feed on humans. Mm-hmm. Each of them have a unique power. Um, They're, you know, like I said, they're kind of vegetarians. They're nice vampires. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: at least now. A couple of them went off the hinges when they were in their early vampire days.
1: Yeah, so most of them are really old. I don't know which one is. I don't remember which one is supposed to be the youngest. I read all of the books. I think, didn't see the movies, except for the first movie. I
0: think Jasper is like the youngest. Hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't remember the details from the story. I remember like the basically. The basics of the story, but not... Yeah,
0: well, see, you've read the books, not watched the movies, and I've watched the movies and not read the books. This is perfect, then. This is perfect. Yeah, and I don't know how similar they are to each other.
1: I don't either. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah. So, so the vegetarian thing, I'm just going to go ahead and guess that Stephanie Meyer took this from Vampire Chronicles. From Anne Rice when she did. Oh. Because Lewis doesn't want to drink human blood. So that kind of makes me think. Which is fine. People do that all the time. You just take inspiration from things that you like to read. So that's just my assumption is what she did. Whatever. But I do think that it works better in Interview with a Vampire. Because as opposed to it being considered a moral thing, it's really just Lewis not wanting to do it. Mm Mm-hmm but it just i don't know i have a lot of problems with twilight i don't feel like it really hits the vampire like genre at all really
0: no i mean it was just meant for preteen and teenage girls to to fan over hot vampires really yeah i mean no one really gave a fuck about the vampire side of it.
1: I know. Which, when I, when I read them in high school, uh, that's like, they had really just came out um, a few years prior to when I read them. The first two or two at least. And I read the first one and I was like, that was fine. That was acceptable. But once you start a series, you have to finish it. And I just hated them progressively more as I read them. Yeah. Because I just really hated the main character. I hated Bella so much. She was so insufferable to me. I mean, why? Why are you so needy? Why are you so needy? I don't know, man. I just really hated it.
0: I don't, uh, yeah. I mean, Twilight is cheesy as fuck. I just don't have, like, super strong feelings about it.
1: Yeah. I think one of the reasons why I had a, a, I always have pretty strong opinions about books just in general, because that's, like, my favorite thing on the earth, Mm -hmm. but right around Twilight hysteria, like, when the movies were coming out, everybody kept saying, oh, this is the next Harry Potter, this is the next Harry Potter, and I was like need you guys to pump the brakes here yeah because that's way off the mark that's not true which it has proven to not be true i mean twilight does
0: have a huge fan base it does have a huge fan base but not not for the vampires just for the the drama of the the love triangle it would be cool to have a vampire boyfriend yeah that's which fair that's I mean that she that's where she hooked everyone.
1: I yes, I do see that and I I know that a lot of people just really do prefer to read romance and I don't. If there is a romance in the story, that's fine, which there typically is in almost any book that mm-hmm. you read. There's going to be some subplot that's romantic and I enjoy that. But I don't want The entire plot to be the romance. That's so boring and lazy to me as a writer. But I understand that some people love that and that's great. Yeah. Read what you want. I do you, Mm -hmm. whatever, but it's just not my thing. Yeah. And I did see the first movie with Ariel in theaters. And it was so bad (laughs) that I didn't see any of the others. Because I was like, you know, that was enough for me. Yeah, Ariel almost got us beat up in the theater by some like junior high girls. I was like, "Hey, we should leave. You've you've made us enemies."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's time to go.
1: It's time to get out of here. Um. Yeah, I don't think we need to talk about True Blood or The Vampire Diaries. No. Nah. I watched a couple episodes of True Blood. It was fine. I've watched Vampire Diaries. I didn't finish it. Um is it why I know it's a books and so
0: is True Blood. It's a series of books as well. I mean Vampire Diaries is it's pretty good. Um it's very dramatic. There's a pretty girl and there's two vampire brothers and she falls in love with the first one and then falls in love with the second one. But there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of shit going on. It's it's all right
1: yeah they're the girl at least is a high schooler right so this is kind of like ya yeah Yeah. okay yeah that's what that was my assumption because i did read like a short synopsis but yeah i i was like "Eh, i'm not gonna watch this
0: i got tired of it pretty fast and it was i i started watching it because i don't know when or i think it was during lot like when quarantine first started. Mm. And... Yeah. A lot of these
1: kind of like mid to late 2000s shows had a real renaissance during the pandemic. Yeah.
0: I think I picked it because I wanted to pick something to be on while I was working.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's when I watched most of it. But That's
1: when I watched Game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, it's all right.
1: Yeah. Cool. Um... I think we've, we've already kind of talked about how to defend against vampires. Apparently they can't walk across hallowed ground like churches or some graveyards that are attached to churches are probably considered hallowed ground. Yeah. They can't cross running water, which is weird That's to me. That's
0: very weird.
1: Yep. Um, ooh. I do like the tradition the like tradition that a vampire can't enter a dwelling unless they are explicitly invited by the owner.
0: Oh yeah, that that's is cool. in Vampire
1: Diaries. It is also in True Blood. Yeah. It is also in The Lost Boys.
0: So that that's It's holding true. Yeah. But not is that in No, it's not in Twilight. No, it's not in the books at least. No. No. Yeah, it's not in the movies. So.
1: Yeah. Really? There is almost no vampire at all in Twilight.
0: No, other than the blood thing.
1: Yeah. It's so boring. It is. It really is. It kind of makes me a little sad that there's not a real vampire,
0: like, modern vampire book series. She should have went with the werewolf angle in those books. At least she, like, had, like native american lore not lore but backstory Mm -hmm. with that which is like more interesting than her version of vampires
1: yeah i just i it would have been so it could have been so much cooler if you play up the fantasy yeah aspect yeah because you're picking a fantasy subject more in the fantasy
0: yeah there's there's werewolves and vampire diaries too is there yeah yeah
1: i mean i do enjoy when you have multiple different fantasy characters like a vampire a werewolf fairies because that's how in true blood there are fairies and vampires oh really yeah so because vampires really like fairy blood Tastes the best or whatever. That makes sense. Yeah, so you know, I'm after doing this episode. I want like a vampire forward fantasy series, but they do not exist. I mean, I can read Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice. I could read True Blood, but I watch a handful of episodes. I feel like, and Vampire Diaries is YA. I don't really want that either because I'm Damn, not dude, in the YA anymore. Yeah. What? Well shit. Dang. I don't know. I like vampires. They're fucking
0: they're they're
1: solid. They're solid. I feel like, you know, they're they're really reliable. Always count yeah. on the the vampires to be there. Agreed. At Halloween, someone is dressing up as a vampire. Oh, for sure. At any given point in the month of October, someone out there has the fake teeth in, and and they've got the cape. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy. Easy day. Okay. So, I think you guys know that our thoughts on the vampires.
0: Yeah. We think they're badass. Um, Yeah. Not not in every adaptation, though.
1: No. They don't always work, but when they work, they, they work. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. I do think that it's interesting that all the old legends, all the vampires are women
0: and they're all
1: eating babies. Well, we
0: get blamed for everything, so. We really do. Yeah. So, um we hope you guys enjoyed vampires. Yeah.
1: Stay tuned for the rest of our spooky season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I think favorite vampire film, I'm going to have to go with Lost Boys.
0: I don't think I have a favorite one. Yeah. None have really blown me away. Yeah. It's unfortunate. There's,
1: there is one called like Dracula 2000 or something. I don't know. That sounds awful. <laughs> it probably <laughs> is. I've actually never seen any adaptation of Dracula. No, I don't think I have either. Because I just... I don't know. It
0: just never draws me in. No, it would be shitty.
1: Yeah. yeah. Dracula 2000's probably shit. 2000. <laughs> God damn. Ooh, anything with, like, a large number in the title is probably bad.
0: Oh, absolutely. So. Oof.
1: Absolutely. Okay, well... Um, that's this episode. So yeah. we'll talk to you again on Friday. Yeah. We're going to see you on Friday. And thanks to Laura. Thanks to Ariel. And, um,
0: be kind. And stay weird. And spooky. Hell
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Bye.